You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Don't know where to start. Don't truly know how to begin. Your Cleveland Browns, currently 4-1 and one for the first time since 1994. I think Pete was alive then. I'm not really positive. But your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, at Locked On Browns, of course, joined for the postgame show. By at underscore Pete Smith underscore from Browns Digest through SI.com. Uh, good one here, folks. Um, just y- you feel good about where this team is at, where this franchise is at. We're going to get into a ton of that. Obviously, you're locked on Browns. Victory Monday. Postgame show brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partners of the NFL four and one um, overall thoughts. It wasn't pretty, but this is what you do. You, if you are a good team, not every game looks fantastic. It doesn't go to a script that you hope for. You put things together. You have players step up. And we certainly had that today. Um, I guess we'll stick with the offensive side of the ball. Um, Pete, whether look, the running game never really got going. Um, you lost Wyatt Teller early, obviously, you know, losing Nick Chubb. You were able to make a big run late in the game with the Ernest Johnson. Um, but Rashard Higgins, um, you know, basically back from almost witness protection program, a big day for him where he's able to, you know, feel good about himself and as much as he loves his franchise, and you see it, his teammates love him, appreciate him. Nobody doubts the work Rashard's doing. It's just the numbers always haven't gone his way over the last couple of weeks as far as getting playing time. Odell throwing a pass. Jarvis cooking early. Uh, A little more involvement for Austin Hooper. Baker with a phenomenal first half. Pete, you and I, look, I've been over three years now covering this team. Pete, you've been doing this a lot longer than I am. Four and one for the first time since 1994. You're feeling you got to feel confident about what this team's putting out. And and I think the thing is just having the structure from an organization from the top to the bottom. And it seems everybody, regardless of what your role is, is kind of bought in right now. Well, I think it's clear they have a real organization and they have a real coaching. Um, you know, for the second week in a row, um, they – managed to effectively navigate before the half to score points and not leave any time for the other team. Um, They made a lot of good decisions uh, throughout the game. It wasn't perfect, but there's never a question thus far, five games into this, that they have um, a good sense of how things should go and what decisions need to be made. They've done really good, uh, really good with uh, preserving their times as well. Um, You know, we, we haven't, Mm-hmm. Not since the Ravens game have we talked about, you know, rookie head coach because he doesn't feel like a rookie head coach. He feels like a, a good head coach, which is 
you know, that's where you want to be. And maybe the Browns would be four and one with, with a different head coach. But the fact is that I think they have benefited from uh, the organization they have uh, not only in terms of just getting them right on the football field, but I think some of the other initiatives they've taken um, to sort of get them to buy into each other and, and what they're doing. Um, you know, talent wise, it, it never, you know, it never feels like with this team so far that, uh, that it's like a huge surprise that they're winning these games. Like, cause every game you can sort of look at and go, well, you know, they won and it's great, but there are all these things to improve, which, you know, in some ways is good. Um, you don't want to be, feel like it was some Herculean effort just to get a win. Um, they've gotten four and they've been relatively, you know, uh, clean. Um, they haven't had to win sort of on the last second play. They've, they've been able to close them out relatively well. Um, my, my, my initial thought is just right now, who's left? Um, because they have so many guys who left this game hurt. Um, and you know, you're just looking ahead and your immediate thoughts go to the, the fact they got to travel to Pittsburgh le- next week. And I don't know who is, you know, going to be able to play it. Like it, they didn't just have injuries. They had a bunch of injuries that look like, you know, they're not season ending by any stretch, but could result in some missed time. Wyatt Teller, uh, you know, uh, I think Ronnie Harrison's going to miss next week. I uh, expect, yeah, he had, a, he, or he did sustain a concussion. It was confirmed. I think Mayfield will play in a flak jacket, um, but some of these are just going to add up and you're running out of guys. Olivier Vernon left the game with a groin. Um, you know, Sheldon Richardson played through whatever the, the thigh, uh, Jordan Elliott leave, you know, the, it's all, and it all seems to be on defense. You know, it's, it, they're not spreading them out throughout the team. Um, Harrison Bryant left. I think he came back at the end, but he had something. But other than Wyatt Teller, it's almost all defense. And that's where it's really becoming a pain because, like, they were down to two defensive tackles at one point in this game. Uh, fortunately, they were right back to three, but that's not enough. And it really started to hurt them late in the game. They were ultimately able to hold on and win. But it did feel like they were holding on to win as opposed to sort of winning going away. And they made some big plays. But uh, the comparison between the first half and the second half was substantial drop-off. Um, Jedrick Wills did not play well. Uh, Jarvis Landry had a couple wide open drops. Odell Beckham had a drop. Brutal. You know, Baker, Baker Mayfield had the bad interception. Um, the second one, I think he held onto the ball too long, but Jedrick Wills just got beat. Um, and then defensively, Malcolm Smith is 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 getting better, uh, which is a really nice surprise. Uh, the safety play was better in this game. I know people like to whip up on Sandejo because he's always sort of the guy holding the bag, the way their defense plays. But Mo Cox had no catches. I'm like, that's huge for this team. Jack Doyle, I think, had zero yards. So, you know, you, you go into this game and you're saying, well, if we held their tight ends to a combined, no, zero catches total for those two guys. They held Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox to a combined zero catches. If anybody said we were coming into the game and you'd hold uh, hold those two guys to zero catches, you'd say the Browns would win, and they did. Uh, Trey Burton had a couple catches, but nothing meaningful, and he's more of a joker type anyway. But Mo Ali Cox was their leading receiver. Uh, he's a big part of what they do. Um, so that's sort of where we're at, where where the, the first 
uh, half, even though the running game wasn't good, it ultimately did get going in the second half. They did ultimately end up, yep. it wasn't pretty, but they got 124 yards in the game. Um, but, you know, offensively, the passing game was good. Like they did a lot of really good things. Uh, they had a couple of really big catches. I think for every drop they had in this game, they also had a spectacular catch. So it was a little bit of a a a uh, a draw on that that part of it. But they they got some big plays. And they were able to manufacture some plays. And Baker Mayfield made you know a couple big plays with his legs, uh, finding Kareem Hunt in the end zone. There's just a lot of good stuff going on with this team. But they're not done. And for the second week in a row, they've had major questions in the second half. And I don't think it's that they took their foot off the gas, but I do think there was a little bit of let off when Ronnie Harrison scored the touchdown. I think they felt like they had won a little bit and it, you know, they immediately get the kick return touchdown. They immediately get the interception and all of a sudden it's a real football game again. And they score 10 quick points. And I think the Browns just have to just one of these games, they need to play a full 60 minutes. And I think when they do that, they're going to be, a really, really impressive team. Whoever is alive for that game uh, will have a great game. These, this, uh, you know, we'll, we'll send our condolences to those who didn't make it. Um, Kevin Stefanski has not confirmed any dead, but I'm sort of waiting for that to sort of come out later that uh, we lost one or two guys. But, you know, the, the job is to go one and zero. I know it's a cliche, but that is their approach, and it's a smart one. I mean, most every team, in, you know, who plays football team thinks of it in those concepts. And they get the win, and they'll figure it out next week with what's going to happen. I don't feel good about next week at all looking at it right now, but for the moment, you just look feel good about the fact that they're 4-1 and they beat you know, the best team they've played this year other than the Ravens. So they're four wins in a row. Um, they're keeping pace in the division, which is stacked right now. The Steelers are 4-0, and both the Browns and Ravens are 4-1, and, and then the Bengals, I guess, are still here. Um, that's, you know, in, in any other year – that would be very nerve wracking in this year because the expanded playoff field, like it isn't, it feels pretty good because you know, you're going to have seven teams make the playoffs. And right now the Browns are one of those seven. Yeah. And you look at it, you're still going to get the AFC South and you know, God knows where you know those teams are at. Um, but you know, just for me, you know, um, you know, Chris Hubbard again, now look, you know, I mean, it's such a weird, weird experience for Chris Hubbard. Um, you know, you know, still being with this team after basically losing his job and being called upon to, you know, be a reserve, you know, whether it was, you know, the uh, Bengal game where he had to come in and play right tackle, did a pretty good job. Um, and then, you know, obviously today, you know, having to play three quarters of the game when Wyatt Teller went down, um, stepping up, you know, making your mark. Dearness Johnson, look, the running game wasn't pretty, but when it mattered, a huge, huge hole, huge opportunity to get outside and essentially seal the game. And this is what you want to see, though, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball, and obviously there were guys there who did it today, and we'll get to those guys because they certainly deserve it. But you get this opportunity, and you step up, and this is what you get from good teams. Look, New England's won games for 20 years, but it wasn't always the brand names week in, week out. It was people stepping up when it was needed, and you get this from a Chris Hubbard again. And as Ernest Johnson, an opportunity where you know we needed, you needed to play. You needed a big, you know, thing to, you know, cement it and essentially end the game to Ernest Johnson. And again, um, Cody Parkey, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, do me a favor, though, just kick every stinking ball out of the freaking end zone. I don't care. Kick it into the river. 
whatever you got to do, kick it into the lake, um, because this team is not very good at, you know, covering. But, you know, Jarvis, big first half. You know, Odell getting involved. Um, Austin Hooper again. Um, just the diversity with the skill position players. And nothing about it was pretty. And that's fine because nobody's given anything back in the NFL. Browns, 4-1, four and one, four-game winning streak. And we'll continue here on your post-game. Locked on Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Visa knows that local businesses are the heartbeat of our communities. Whether corner stores or coffee shops or our favorite shops, local businesses have always been there for us. Little League teams sponsoring the youth sports. They remember our orders. They call us by name, always giving back. They make a difference and going that extra mile to support us in our community. And right now, more than ever, our local businesses need our support. So now it's time to return the favor. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at one of your local businesses. And use your contactless symbol and tap to pay with your contactless visa to help support your local communities, your local businesses, because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. Pete, it seems so cliche to do this week in and week out. And we talked about this last season, the pace that Miles Garrett was playing, the star that he truly is. Um, but whether it was the sack early in the game, it w- whether it was disrupting Phillip Rivers in interceptions, whether it was disrupting Philip Rivers into the safety. And guys, yes, I'll be honest with you. Philip Rivers has the face you want to punch. There's no doubt about that. But Pete, there is a bona fide superstar within this. And if you want to say, you know, on the terms of LeBron, granted the rings aren't there, this city embraces superstars. And this kid, week in, week out now, just goes about his business and then you look at him on the sidelines and he kind of just like laughing about it because how easy it comes to him. And he truly loves the city, truly loves his franchise. And you just watch this talent just continue to grow, to blossom. He's, look, I mean, I don't care. In my opinion, he is the best defensive player in the NFL right now. I don't care what anybody else says. You can stand up for your guys. But Pete, it's complete. He just absolutely finds a way to make a difference week in and week out. Well, he's right now he's the best player in the NFL. Um, he just is. I think he's up to eight plays uh, where his pressure has caused a turnover, um, and then obviously the safety in this one. Um, he 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 beat three blockers at one point. I mean, they they put so many guys on his side. He has to settle for the fact that he didn't get a sack fumble. Um, I, you know, I'm sure he's crushed, but he did get another sack. He did force a number of pressures. Uh, he and Olivier Vernon played well at, uh, on the other side, so I hope he's okay. Um, but he has gotten to the point where he's like appointment. Um, you have to. I, I've been doing this since he got here, but I watch him every snap. Um, but you can sort of sign up for the fact that you know he's going to make one game-changing play um, every game, at least. 
Um, and that's not the only thing he's going to do. He's, but it's, he's going to give you at least one game change play, not just an empty sack that doesn't really change the game. He's going to give you a play that's going to alter the course of the game. In this case, it was a safety. Um, but, you know, there's been something in all of them. And when he's able to do that, he's covering up so many faults on this defense. Like, it's absurd how bad the defense is and how well he's playing to cover up for the fact that that defense is so bad. Like they wanted to do a bunch of things and they simply couldn't because Miles Garrett had Phillip Rivers absolutely terrified. Um, Phillip Rivers carried himself differently when he knew Miles Garrett was on the sideline compared to when he was in the game. And there were a couple couple times where he he didn't throw passes or or, or made some questionable decisions because he, he, he was literally scared. Um, and that fear factor, which, you know, nobody likes to uh, can really um, sort of quantify in terms of analytics and all that stuff. But I, you know, I absolutely subscribe to that fact that at some point, you know, quarterbacks are basically just like, please don't hurt me anymore. I'm going to go get rid of the ball. And that's what happened on that Ronnie Harrison interception. He, he <laughs> pressured it. Uh, he had pressure on him and he just sort of got rid of the ball, get the hell out of it. Um, and then same thing with the uh, Sheldrick Redwine pick. Um, that was pressured up the up the middle from from Garrett, and he he sort of chucked it, and Sheldrick Redwine was able to make a play. And and by the way, big credit to him and Rashard Higgins, and one play of Chris Hubbard. Um, these are guys who don't come in with the mindset that they're you know they don't expect to necessarily be on the field. Um, but in in all these cases, Rashard Higgins, for a guy who wasn't even active the past two weeks, came in and it looked like they hadn't missed a beat. It looked like they've been nope. it, like, this was just, you know, he, like it had been all that 2018 season where he wasn't just like good. They had great chemistry. He, he, he did an unbelievable job sort of settling into the hole for the touchdown. Like he didn't get greedy and go further into the end zone. He sort of settled in space, stretch you know, right behind that linebacker level and stretching that safety out. So he just didn't have a chance. And there were a couple other plays that he made. Were and he had a block, um, you know, on the one of the uh, Dearness Johnson runs, which helped, you know, help spring him, which, you know, that was the big thing. Um, you know, would he block because he hasn't really done so far that, you know, this is just sort of the culture that these guys have to live under. And he managed to step up and do that. And Sheldrick Erdwine comes in the first play. He intercepts a pass like, you know, that's part of the, the preparation and the mentality of this team that they, they, they don't look like they aren't ready they came in and were ready to play uh, make plays immediately other than chris hubbard when it came to run blocking that is my nightmare by the way him playing right guard is awful he just physically it's just impossible for him (laughs) and every time they ran (laughs) ran like they ran like all these scripted plays that were like hey Wyatt teller's here we got to run behind it and they kept doing it and you just if you if if like people who watch tape or whatever are going to see him just get caved in uh, when they kept trying to run it and eventually he, he did better. Uh, he can pass block, block fine. He just cannot run block inside. Divorce Buckner went and just found him and just caved him in uh, a couple of times. But uh, you know, they, they, they didn't use this as an excuse. They, they stepped in, they made plays uh, guys who had to come in did well. Um, so, you know, that that's part of what the tone being set by this organization. I think that's also part of the tone being set by Miles Garrett. 
and the fact that he he plays as hard as he does um because this was another game where the defensive line was gassed at the end um if that mm-hmm. game had, had like a couple more minutes of clock you know it would have been just like Dallas where you're just praying that something goes wrong because like they they kept harping on the fact that Miles Garrett wasn't in there on the one drive that Philip Rivers was moving it down the field it, uh, they ultimately had to settle for the field goal and he's over there and you can see him uh, visibly huffing and puffing because they're just gassed so you know I think I think the the fact that even though the defense has a number of issues with it uh, there's never a question if guys play hard they may suck but they play hard um, and there's some you know you you can complain about it God knows there are people who want to go out and shoot Andrew Andrew Sandejo which is becoming ridiculous because a lot of it isn't his fault um, no, he's. Just, this is not what he was brought here to do. And I'll even joke, you know, Andrew Pendejo and, and, and throw that term out. This was never what he was brought here for. And if you truly look for what he was brought here to do, he's doing that. Um, you're not going to ask a 33-year-old guy to, you know, be your deep cover safety. And, yeah, is he getting beat a lot? Yeah, no shit. Yeah, and that's the way it goes. I mean, it's not what he was asked to do. But, and, you know, with red wine. With Harrison making plays today, Pete, and this is where I'll go with this. Um, now, this is safety four and five. You got to pick six from Ronnie Harrison today. Sheldrick Redwine, you know, very obviously nothing to this point as far as playing time with a pick today. Um, and this goes to the, you know, knowing your role and when your number is called, get it done. And it's it's refreshing to see, and you want you know that it seems like everybody's working, which is a reflection of the way this staff is. Nobody's tuned out. Everybody is tuned in, essentially waiting for their number. But maybe with Red Wine, maybe with Harrison, and hopefully you know Carl Joseph maybe back next week. You start can maybe to get these guys back to what their roles should be when you got some guys some playing time. Because, look, you know, interesting, they can't run with these guys. Maybe Shows or Greg Wine can. Maybe you'll get the same result where he gets beat. But at least try to put these guys in the best opportunity to succeed. I understand they were limited as far as, you know, what guys knew, what guys didn't know. But when you, they've gotten the opportunity in Harrison and Red Wine today, you've gotten that and you've seen it. And it just makes you feel good because it, it, it doesn't feel like it's a 40-man roster. It feels like it's truly a 53-man roster. Well, here's the thing. When it comes to Sendejo, the Browns run a substantial amount of cover three. If you send two guys into the middle of the field downfield, he can't cover both of them. He has to pick. And all the quarterback does is see which one he picks and throws to the other guy. Um, there Whichever way he opens up. If he yeah, opens I mean, up to the left, I'm throwing to the right. Yeah, I mean, there are times where he just makes a bad bad play. Um, I think the Ashton Dolan one was probably a pretty bad play on his part. But ultimately, they're just flooding his zone. And that's what you do to anybody is you just flood their zone. You find the turd, and you you flood the zone, and you go with it. And fortunately, Terrence Mitchell is playing well. Denzel Ward is playing pretty well. And and Kevin Johnson is playing really well. Yep. You, you basically never see him um, because the ball's never going to him. I, I don't know how much he was on the field in this game. He didn't play much last week. Um, it just by virtue of matchups, but when he's on the field, he doesn't have to do much tackling wise because they don't throw at him. But Sendejo is an easy target. You send guys up the middle, the Browns don't have any linebackers anyway. Um, so it just makes a bunch of sense to do that. Uh, Ronnie Harrison's pick six was a Christmas gift, but it makes up for the fact that the one where he was really, really good, he 
had a chance to catch and, and couldn't haul Don it Doyle. in. Yep. Yeah, he, the, he made a great half. play on that one. The the one where Philip Rivers just like get me out of here. Um, you know, whatever he celebrates Hanukkah or whatever, that was that because that was right to him. Um, and he made the play credit to him, but uh, it, it, that, I think that's part of the thing is is some of this is the the Browns are, are getting some luck by the virtue of the fact that they're consistently. Uh, in positions to make plays and some of this is just forcing the uh, the opponent to keep snapping the ball um, which is what you want to do you just don't want you know you don't want to give up big plays and and quick drives which they're unfortunately doing in the first half you just want to force them to keep making plays keep forcing to make plays and ultimately the Browns were able to hold them to a field goal and then some punts and then turnovers and that's that's I mean this is the reality of this defense they're not getting better um, they are what they are. You know, if Miles Garrett is great, they have enough to get by. Uh, they don't have a ton of good players, and, and maybe guys will get healthier and make better, but you're still going to have Sendejo there. You're still going to be able to flood the zone. You still have no linebackers not named Malcolm Smith. Um, I would hope that, you know, Jacob Phelps, yeah, I don't know if it's the same knee or what, but he left with another knee injury. You know, I don't know if Mac Wilson even played. Um, if he did, I, I didn't, out there a little bit. made no impact whatsoever. Sione Takitaki yeah. occasionally makes a play on the run. BJ Goodson occasionally makes a play on the run, but really it's Malcolm, Malcolm Smith and, and three guys named Fred. There's nothing, there's nothing there. And maybe, you know, again, you hope it gets better. The safeties, you know, Ronnie Harrison is a nice role player. I, you know, I, I don't know if he's a long-term fit is strong safety, but certainly, you know, the, once he gets healthy, there's every reason to keep seeing what he can do, even if it's just matchup stuff with tight ends. But, you know, on some of these teams that are bigger, uh, which could include the Steelers um, in a week, no which could include the Raven, which will, which will include the Ravens at some point. Some of these teams that want to run a bunch of tight ends and you run, want to run three safeties. It makes all the sense of the world to be able to run three, three uh, guys out there. And you have Kevin Johnson. If you need to go that route, um, I, eventually, I don't think it'll happen this year. They'll, they want to get to, you know, base dime, which would be great because then we don't have to deal with linebackers at all. Um, but at the end of this, they managed to, you know, scratch and claw out a win. Um, and once some of these guys wake up from, you know, sick bay or whatever uh, field medical hospital <laughs> they're in, they'll find out they won. And that was pretty good. But, you know, they've got, as Kevin Stefanski has already pointed out, they have a lot of work to do. Obviously, they need to get more talent in certain areas, which isn't going to happen this season. But, you know, right now they're on track to make the playoffs, which is certainly uh, where, you know, expectations were. I had no, you know, illusions that they're going to suddenly be good enough to win the Super Bowl. Maybe they can surprise the team in the playoffs, um, but the, the issues they have are going to get them beat at some point. But in, until then, it's a hell of a ride. The problem with and, and and you know and I'm not trying to discredit this defense because they've done what they've done, but is, um, you know, how long can you continue to you know get the turnover margin to go your favor? Um, you know, obviously the pick six, and then you know with Sheldon Redwine, um, and that's the thing. Um, you know, eventually you kind of have to stop people and just you know basically expose your will. I think the linebackers maybe had a better day today than they've had in weeks past. Um, but the problem is, is with this fluctuating numbers of in who's in, who's out, it just creates for difficulty because there's no unison. There's no, 
you know, I'm reading you. I know what you do type of thing on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, they're getting lucky, though. They're creating turnovers. And you know, with Miles just being an absolute stinking world beater to this point, it's what you hope for. But, look, you're 4-1. and one. I mean, you are absolutely thrilled with where this product is at. And you can see the potential of where this could be with, you know, long-term, short-term as far as this season, you know, maybe playing in January, long-term as far as the players they value, the type of players they value. You truly can see the vision of what this product and what this group of gentlemen want to put together. And for that part, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I am fired up. I'm geeked up. And it's certainly, it's a long, long way from 2017, people. It's a long way from 2018. And it's certainly a light year, millennium away from what we saw last year in 2019. Uh, some final thoughts here we'll get to in the last segment. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your post game. Locked on Browns. You're four and one, Cleveland Browns. Everybody, walk into the office tomorrow, wherever you go. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Because y'all stinking deserve it It can be awkward or embarrassing to talk about erectile dysfunction usually we brush it off or blame ourselves but Roman is here to get you the advice you want and help you need with no shame how often do you use excuses like I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it it isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction but Roman makes it easy to discuss and to treat ED Maybe not tonight, everybody, as everybody's a little bit fired up. But maybe, if you need it, there is Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash locked on, all caps, no space, and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to roman.com slash locked on again, all caps, no space to get $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit and free two day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked on for up to $50 off your first month and free shipment of what you need for erectile dysfunction. Again, GetRoman.com slash locked on. The improved built bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, nut and non-nut flavors, six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies, cr- cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, along with some of the favorites, cow- uh, coconut almond, peanut butter, Banana bread, mint, brownie. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your Cherry Barcia. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, four grams net carb go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you get 30 percent off your next 
order again builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you will get 30 percent off your next order right now they have a special strawberry flavor bar for breast cancer awareness month obviously which is october 12 percent off your order through october 12th go to builtbar.com enjoy the bars enjoy the energy it gives you get yourself through your workout builtbar.com pete it's great for this feeling of four in a row pittsburgh obviously feeling their oats rolling through here now four and oh with you know their weird bye week last week and eventually we'll get to this as far as the nfl scheduling thing but it's weird to even do an episode on that with the ever changing way this goes and of course you know you got to change the schedule at what two o'clock this afternoon pittsburgh next week pete and this is probably the right time i mean you want to go see where this product is at against the pittsburgh steelers and of course yes we're running a little bit short on time but pete this is this is the week and look you're going to get pittsburgh again you're going to get baltimore again this is you know where the power balance of the afc north exists so i think we maybe feel a little bit better about how we could play with baltimore it's going to be obviously two months away before we see him again Pittsburgh, this is going to be the first opportunity. And granted, a lot of it is going to be on who's available, who's not. But this is where you're at. You're four and one. You know, what is this team? Is this team ready to contend for the AFC North? We'll find out in about seven days. Uh, so David DeCastro left the game um, today with an injury, a different injury. If he's out, that's a big problem for them. Their line is bad. He's the one guy who's good. Um, their offense is not great at all. And Ben Roethlisberger he is not bad by any stretch, but he's increasingly becoming a problem. Um, or I should say he's he's like a governor on, on what their offense can do. There are times where he's great, and there are times where he's just meh. And he, he they have a ton of weapons, and obviously the rookie – uh, from Notre Dame is great, and all the data said it would be. Um, he produced incredibly well. He had tremendous athleticism. He's a tight end that can line up as a receiver and just run over people, which is what he's doing. Um, and their def- their defense is great. Um, I, I you know T.J. Watt had an arm issue. I, I think he finished the game. I don't know if that lingers. That defense is problematic. Though increasingly, it's not unlike the Browns where the Steelers are getting into the second half and they're starting to just find holes uh, that teams are exploiting. Each of the last couple weeks, um, other teams have have made late charges um, that have made the games close um, that they certainly don't want. They Not unlike the Browns offense, they've played really, really well in the first half of games and then they're sort of hanging on at the end. So the Steelers are are, are obviously very good. Um, they've beaten, you know, everybody they faced. Uh, they haven't really played anybody particularly good, but you know, this season it doesn't feel like anybody's played anybody. Um, so it's a big game and it's a big opportunity, and and you don't know what the Browns are going to have injury wise, which is a huge issue. This game's on the road. Um, you know, it's a, it's it's coming off of a very physical game, so that's a potential issue for them. 
Um, I don't feel good about the Steelers right now, but the Browns aren't in a position where you go up. Oh, they've lost like they, they have a chance to play well and win against anybody because that's how much talent they have. But yeah, at the same time, you can still recognize the amount of issues um, they have and the weaknesses that the opponent can can potentially exploit, which right now is all those weapons against the back seven of the Browns defense. Having said that, I don't think they have anybody that can block Miles Garrett. Alejandro Villanueva can't, and they've got Chooks a core four on the other side. I don't think he can do it. Well, this is the opportunity here, and this is where you see where you're at. And you know, and we've gone through this, you know, whether it was Dallas last week, whether it was you know Indianapolis this week, and you know, you want to talk about all these terms about you know number one defense, and I think the Browns played it well. Um, they understood they were going to have to pass the ball a lot more. Um, granted, it never really came to fruition in the second half. Um, they weren't able to keep that momentum going, but you know, it's it's a new product, it's a new crop. I mean, you're trying to grow it, um, vegetate it, whatever. Um, but you're four and one, and with the amount of time that was taken away when they were supposed to be granted more time, obviously, with the new front office, with the new head coach, you just it's four and one. I mean, there's no way around it. There's, you know, I mean, look, you know, would you love everything to be perfect? Yeah, sure. But shut the hell up. It's four and one at this point. And, you know, everybody talked last week about, oh my God, what is this franchise going to do without Nick Chubb? Um, I don't think Nick would have made a difference this week. Um, That's how well the Colts defend the run, but they were able to get their Zen going. They were able to get their game going. And this is where you're at. Um, and you're thrilled to see it. And, you know, for all you fans, you deserve it. It's four and one. You, you know, can feel good about this product, where it's going. And it's certainly where it's going for years, hopefully. Um, Coach Stefanski, and he's got, you know, some balls to him as far as, you know, play calling and gutsy type of stuff. And that's what you want to see. That's truly what you want to see. I mean, the read option, take that one and throw it the hell out of the playbook, which came back. And they went for it. And just so many things, so many positives that you can take away that it, it takes, you know, you certainly are not going to put a blind eye to the negatives, but you you see the positives and you see where this is headed. And especially at four and one with you know the amount of limited time. Just impressive. Um, Browns Digest, sportsillustrated.com. Pete Smith and his team over there do an incredible job. Day in, day out, week in, week out. Check out everything over at Browns Digest. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The show itself at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open there as well. Uh, you want to talk, quite, you know, talk about games, ball, blah, blah, blah. Is suggestions for the show? You guys know I'm always there. Look, as much time as you all give to the show, I try to do my best to be there. For you guys as well. Uh, it, Browns, 4-1, 32, 23 winners. I said double digits, so don't give me no break, no stones. It was nine. So you call it whatever. It was nine. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. Your Cleveland Browns are 4-1, headed to week six against Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody enjoy it. Enjoy your victory Monday because you all deserve it. And you follow this franchise. and. Love this franchise for this long. And maybe now you're starting to see and reap 
some of the benefits of being this tied into the relationship of being Cleveland Browns fans. It's a fun day. Uh, looking forward to the week that's coming. Uh, looking forward to next Sunday. But again, Cleveland Browns, 4-1. and one. Coach Stefanski, congratulations. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.